To the Unloved isn't just about abuse. That's a lot of its subject matter, I'm not going to lie, but there's also, um, it's about healing in general and just about trusting God and just, just like trusting him with your whole heart. Like that's the overall umbrella of the book is that God, God is with you, that he sees you and he has an amazing plan for you that, that your life has purpose. And um, so chapter 10 really goes into this, but uh, chapter six and seven um, have some talk about church hurt, how to heal from rejection. Um, so it's not it's not merely about abuse. Even though I I've met um, like ninety percent of the people I've ever met have been abused in some capacity in some way. Like so, um, that's why I'm unashamed to say that to the unloved is mainly about healing from abuse because so many people have experienced it. Chapter ten is um, it's about how how to keep going when every part of you feels like you've reached the end. Um, it picks up at the very beginning of my ministry journey. I, I, I stepped into ministry when I was 18 years old and um, I had these huge dreams. And it wasn't just that I saw them, but God made sure that everybody around me saw them too. And I didn't have to even tell them that that's what he had put on my heart. He did it. So I would um, have these crazy big dreams. And for me, um, being as ashamed as I was, it was kind of out of the ordinary for me because I didn't think that I was very special at all. Um, I was special in, God, in God's eyes, but I thought, I'm gonna just have a basic life. I'm, I'm, all I wanted was to live in someplace safe, get married, just have a normal life. I'd never had normal. And then out of nowhere, God was like, I'm gonna make sure your life is extraordinary. I want you to do really big things for me. And then all of my friends like started saying, I think that this is what God's gonna do in your life. So I went from having like no dreams to huge dreams overnight. Um, and then a couple months later, I was rejected by my whole church for having those dreams. So I just like, fell flat on my face after such like a high place. And I didn't know where to go or what to do after that. And it felt like um, I have these huge mountains in my life. I don't know how to move them. I don't, how am I gonna be in ministry without a church? I didn't know that God was gonna have me start a ministry. <laughs> so chapter 10 picks up in this place where I just been rejected. Uh, and the people who did it really tried to make me feel like less of a person while they did it. And they succeeded for a while in that. Um, so it picks up in chapter 10. I went to the supermarket and I was trying to buy bread because I was broke. I was in between jobs. I, I had just been fired from my job at a church. Um, so I had no money and I was like six cents short of being able to buy a loaf of bread that was 106. Um, so I left the bread on the counter in the store and went home and had cereal and just thought, God, I'm a gigantic failure. And um, I thought, you, you, you told me I'd be a mountain mover. You told me I'd have like this great life. And now I'm in this 
crappy, dark place. What's going on? Like, what happened to all the promises you gave me six months ago? Um, so I started asking God how to move mountains in my life. He promised me I'd be a mountain mover. He led me, I, I don't remember the exact place, but in Isaiah, um, the prophet writes that, that God will make you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp with many teeth that will thresh mountains and crush them and that wind will blow away their residue. And I was just so awed by that. And I thought, but how come Jesus said I would move mountains in the gospels? Isaiah said I'd be like a thresher of mountains. My mountains like laugh at me. They're like, ha ah, look at her. So um, I go into um, how to move mountains. I was asking God questions and he gave me answers in his word. So I'm just gonna read a paragraph from it. The Lord had promised to build a ministry through me, but that did not mean that he was going to make it easy or quick. For the longest time, those mountains stayed right where they were and I felt wildly unprepared, like I had been given a tiny pickaxe and was chipping away at the monstrosity piece by piece, bit by annoying bit. In my heart of hearts, the promises and dreams the, the Lord had spoken over me sizzled with satisfaction, but my real life was heaped in restless disappointment. <laughs> right around this time, the Father shared something with me that really is refreshingly realistic and profoundly powerful. I'm going to tell you now, but you've been warned, it's a major truth bomb. The mountains that we face in our journey with God are not the problem. The problem is in the way we view those mountains and the ways we think they will be moved. My perspective was broken. The mountains weren't the problem. Um, yeah, the answer I thought what I thought the answer was, was a problem. I'll go into it here. First off, even the way we envision those majestic mounts are all wrong. You know that huge stone structure you've been imagining? Wipe that from your mind. Instead, I want you to close your eyes and see a dense uphill forest before you. All you can see are trees upon trees upon trees with brush and briars scattered in between. There is nothing ahead of you but unexplored wilderness that's steeply inclining upwards, but towards what? You do not know. Because it reaches up beyond the clouds and into the sky. You can hear the rustling of leaves and ominous animal sounds. You scan your eyes along the edge of the forest, looking for a clear path or some sort of safe opening, but you can't see one. And that's when you realize that you will have to make your own path through the mud and leaves and trees and thicket. You will have to make your own way, face whatever comes, climbing and trudging through the unknown towards a summit that's hiding behind storm clouds, seems light years away and impossible to imagine. But in your heart, you hope it's there and you pray it's everything that God promised it would be. Friend, this is mountain moving. This is the stuff that separates the powerful from the pitiful. Biblically speaking, mountains are metaphors for the strongholds in our lives, the things that hold us back, the monsters that make us doubt God and his love, the stuff we want to hide from, deny and wish away. Pretty much every area of your life where fear has sunk its talons in. Beloved, it's taken me so, really has, taken me so, so long to learn that we can't magically cast these things aside. 
or throw them into the ocean. We can cast off their control and unwrap their spiny fingers from around our hearts. We can face these things and trudge through them and make paths for others battling similar things so they can follow behind us. We can de deny these mountains influence over our choices and defy their taunts with every step forward as we follow God's prompting and promises and leading. I know those mountains taunt you and torment you day after day, reminding you of the long way you still have to go and minimizing the progress you've made. I know you feel more pitiful than powerful most of the time, but through Christ, you are more powerful than you realize. And the one who fears you the most is fighting you the most, trying to stop you planting strongholds in your way, but it's not over yet, not, not even close. Jesus answered them, do you finally believe? In fact, you're about to make a run for it, saving your own skins and abandoning me, but I'm not abandoned, the Father is with me. I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I've conquered the world. Jesus said that in John 16, 33 in the message. Yeah, I found that in my life, um, when you're breaking generational curses, when you're trying to build something new, when if you've been raised in poverty, um, in a bad situation, you're, you're trying to build a healthy relationship with finances and give your first fruits to God. You're trying to lay a solid foundation. You're trying to build a career. You're trying to build a life that honors God and glorifies Him. You're trying to build a healthy family. If perhaps you haven't had a healthy family dy dynamic, building healthy, like building a healthy life is moving a mountain. And it's not moving a mountain like saying, get out of the way and you just like waltz through. You have to forge a path clear the thicket for your family, for your siblings, for your children, for your grandchildren. Um, and it's hard work. It's really hard. Um, I never know what I'm doing. <laughs> like ever. I'm trying to save up to buy a house. Um, no one in my immediate family has owned a house. My family never owned one. Half the time we were struggling to have a roof. Um, so I'm trying to just buy a condo in Atlanta. And for some people that might be the easiest thing in the world, if perhaps everybody in your family has that and you have resources, but um, whatever in your life that's new and foreign to you and scary and you're trusting God every step of the way because you don't know where to go and there's not some path that's already been forged for you, you have no idea how powerful that is and how much God is gonna use that in your family's life and your descendants' lives. You have no idea. And it makes you feel small half the time and like you're struggling and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But overall, because you know Christ, in the grand scheme of things, you've won. You've already won where it counts. Everything that we do on earth is just to add to the testimony and add to the song that you'll sing in heaven. But um, I just, so hard I'm not gonna diminish that at all like trying to get a bank loan trying to save money trying to scrimp and save pennies and feels like you're trying to make something happen out of nothing but it's God that's doing it and even if it feels like you're crawling forward sometimes just keep going 
you're moving a mountain. Even if it feels like you're just on your hands and your knees and you just see the dirt, you're moving up a mountain. You're making progress. And it's, it's gonna pay off. Just keep believing.